All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Lightning fans. We have a very special post-game, game one crossover edition. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by my good friend Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning, and we're going to break down everything that happened between the Rangers and Lightning right now. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Adam, one of the things that kind of jumps off the page coming into this series is obviously the very simple fact that, you know, the Lightning are coming off of a sweep, the Rangers are coming off of a grueling seven-game series, and it's the age-old question, you know, what's better, to get some rest and be refreshed for the next series or to basically just jump right back into the fire as the Rangers did? And at least on this night, it looks like it was the latter. Just your thoughts on... You know, the Lightning having uh, maybe more rest than they wanted and the Rangers just having to keep going uh, after game seven against the Canes. Yeah, John, I, I really think uh, what, it, what it came down to is is I think if you, you ask many Lightning fans, I think getting that series over with, uh, with the Panthers, given the amount of games that the Lightning have played over the last uh, two and a half seasons, and I say half because of the shortened season back in 2020. Uh, so, you know, at the same time, you're torn. Because you want to see these guys recuperate, especially with a, a big name like Braden Point out of the lineup. You definitely want to give him extra time to kind of figure things out. But at the same time, given how the Lightning play tonight, uh, and, and this team is very much, their, their their performance is very much driven off momentum. And we didn't see really much of that to begin with. It was kind of give and go here, trading punches there. And, and your guys coming out fresh off a, off a tough series uh, looked looked more like the high-energy team just because of the way uh, they're, they're a little bit more fresh instead of my guys who are kind of just, just sitting on the couch more or less uh, for the last week. So it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the one interesting thing, and I know, Adam, we were talking about this right before we uh, started recording here, but the Lightning have some just absolutely insane streak going on right now as far as uh, – you know, bouncing back from playoff losses. What is it? Is it's, it's like in the high teens at this point, right? Yeah. Winning a game after they lose. Yeah. I believe the number is at 18 right now. Uh, and, and it, it really, it's one of those things you, ha- you have to just really, you know, sit back and admire because, and, and really what a testament is, is to John Cooper, uh, just his leadership uh, behind the bench over these last few years. And, and especially we all know what happened in 2019. This team could have easily just, Re, re went back into the tunnel and, and and kind of blown things up, but they brought out the same leadership group there, and and you saw it resulted ended up in 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 two Stanley Cups. But you know it's one of those things where, and I said to you before, where you where you where you kind of said you know this team hasn't hasn't lost in forever uh, since following a loss in the playoffs, and, and I and I said listen, it's got to end at some point. But not saying that my boys can't come and bounce back in game two, but at the same time, John, I mean you know at at some point this is has to end. And, and now that you guys kind of have a little bit momentum your way at home heading into game two, are you is is that statistic? I'm going to throw it back at you. Is that statistic at all kind of in your head in terms of we kind of have to be extra on our toes, you know, because since this lightning team is so hard to beat in back to back games? Yeah, a little bit, man. And maybe part of it is the fact that, you know, the Rangers just had to contend with a different streak, but one that was kind of working against them in the last series, at least until game seven. That being the fact that uh, the Carolina Hurricanes opened up their playoff series with or their playoff run, rather, with the home team winning 13 consecutive games. But, you know, like you said, I, I think at a certain point, streaks are made to be broken. These streaks aren't made to 
to last forever. And, you know, going into game seven, I felt good about the Rangers chances in that one. And lo and behold, you know, they go in the road and uh, get the job done against a really tough team and a really tough place to play. So uh, I don't know, man, I, I feel like Tampa, you know, with their track record, having won the last two Stanley cups and, you know, just that, that ability to bounce back and, you know, Andre Vasilevsky scuffled a little bit tonight, although I don't think too many of those goals were really on him, but I expect him to come back and be, you know, the Andre Vasilevsky that I'm sure Tampa Bay lightning fans all know and love. So yeah, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't in my head at least a little bit. That's for sure. What were some of the things that you think maybe stuck out to you? Because I, we we all know the storylines heading into this, like like we just said a moment ago. Uh, range uh, the Rangers are coming off a tough series, a long grueling series. Only really a day to kind of rest and collect your thoughts and prepare for t- Tampa, and then you have the Lightning, pretty much just trying to stay fresh over the last week, kind of waiting. I've been making the joke on my show, uh, just waiting for the Hurricanes and Rangers to de- decide who wanted to win this series because it seemed like every time one of you guys kind of had the upper hand, uh, you weren't able to really close things out. But what was there any surprises that you saw in tonight's game other than maybe the Rangers just, you know, because at least on my end, I there wasn't really surprises from me. I kind of figured that Gallant was going to have the Rangers uh, having a lot of pressure on the blue line when the when the when the lightning were in the offensive zone, uh, something that they've struggled with throughout the entire season, uh, having turnovers on that end. Uh, the Rangers, I thought, really gave a lot of pressure early on, which was something that I think any hockey fan should have known was coming given the amount of time off. But uh, for at least me, there wasn't any surprises. Did you see any in this one? Uh, nothing too crazy. Maybe just, I mean, anytime you get six goals against Andre Vasilevsky, I think that definitely, you know, jumps off the page at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I would say maybe just Tampa not defending as well as we're used to seeing them defend. You know, that's a team that you, know, you had the disaster a few years ago, getting swept out of the playoffs by Columbus and everybody's talking about, well, you know, they've got all these guys that can score, but they need to, you know, get bigger and more physical and, and play, you know, hard nosed hockey come playoff time. And they've been able to do that through some of the additions that they've made over these past couple of seasons here. But yeah, I mean, a couple of these Ranger goals, uh, you know, I, I think Tampa did everything but roll out the red carpet to the net there, especially uh, that one by Chris Kreider in the first, you know, minute and a half yeah. there or whatever it was. Uh, you know, he was all by himself in front of the net. So can't do that with Chris Kreider, not with the season that he's had. That's for sure. Yeah, that was something that has been concerning. Uh for the lightning all season long and we've seen little flashes of it here and there we actually seen it in the last two stanley cup finals uh done almost perfectly uh in textbook by now lightning player Corey perry uh some might forget that he was on dallas and montreal last couple of years and he has pretty much made a living uh in front of the net and that is something that he has exploited in this lightning team and now that we finally see it come to fruition because for the most part the lightning have done a fantastic job i think throughout this entire playoff, cycling around, coverage down low, uh, not allowing really a lot of guys to have too many opportunities down low in front of Vasilevsky uh, because, you know, even even the great great goaltenders, uh, once they look, get hung out to dry like that, you know, very few could stop shots like that. Uh, you know, what what is what is the plan for 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 the Rangers, do you think, for the rest of the series? Because you've you've kind of seen what works and what doesn't work. Now you have to bank though on on this lightning team turning around. Um what was there anything that the you think the Rangers need to improve on from this game? Because I mean, yes, yeah, six goals is amazing, but there's always room for improvement. Uh what oh, what would you see yeah. out there? Would you see out yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that stands out for me in this one is just giving Igor Shesterkin a little bit more support. I mean, Igor's Igor, and he's going to yeah. win the Vesna this year. He might even get a Hart Trophy. We'll see how that shakes out. 
But, you know, there were a couple times where I thought, you know, a couple of Lightning players left unguarded in the slot area and the Rangers just kind of, you know, relying on Igor Shesterkin to just go into beast mode, basically, and just shut them down. And, you know, he was able to do that tonight because he's Igor Shesterkin. But by that same token, uh, the Lightning, they just got too many weapons, man. And if you allow them to kind of set up shop in front of your net like that, like the Rangers did, not all night, but at least for certain chunks of the night, I think sooner or later you're going to get burned by that no matter how good your goalie is. So uh, I'd like to see them, you know, maybe just do a little bit better job of, uh, you know, clearing certain players out of the, out of the crease and what have you. And the other thing is, and this is something that, you know, I've talked about pretty much since the beginning of locked on New York Rangers. It's an area where the Rangers have improved, but I'd still like to see them get better. Sometimes the shift after a goal, the shift that immediately follows a goal, the Rangers are not always at their sharpest. And when you're going up against a team, that's won the last two Stanley cups. I mean, Tampa is very well aware of the fact that that's a really, really important shift. You know, if they've just scored, they got a chance to get another one. Or, you know, if the Rangers score, they can strike back as they did a couple of times in this game here tonight. So I think just, you know, making sure you're sharp on the shift that immediately follows a goal uh, for sure. Yeah, completely agree. And I think the same could be said about the Lightning. Uh, there are certain moments where I wouldn't say that. Uh, they're not doing things correctly, but what what they kind of do is they they kind of have these mental laps, and and you kind of saw that tonight from them. Uh, a lot of times where where they they do the same thing the, the Raiders do, they kind of have, have those kind of moments. They're still basking in the in the glow of that previous goal, but then you know you, you kind of forget. Well, this 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 team that you're facing off against could also score, and we saw that tonight from guys like Phil Peedle and Chris Kreider. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor today, and that is rockauto.com. You could save time and money when using rockauto.com. One of the things I love, and I know John loves that, loves about Rock Auto is that they are a family business serving the do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And John and I would just like to thank all of you for making Locked On Lightning and Locked On Rangers your first listen of the day, as well as your first watch if you're watching this on YouTube. And go ahead and like and subscribe to both our podcasts on our social medias as well and give us a subscription on YouTube. So, John, we're continuing our recap of this game. And and really, I think when the newspapers hit hit the the newsstands tomorrow, the story of this game is really – it's not only just going to be – Igor Shesterkin, because at this point, I think we could both agree the performance that Igor Shesterkin had tonight, it was fantastic, but it wasn't at all surprising. I I think he has proven as the games have gotten bigger and bigger, he has risen and he could handle the occasion. But the thing that really surprised me tonight, and which was one of the things that I circled on my sheet when I was looking at the stats and the rosters tonight, was that kid line uh, and, and, and how they've just continued to get better. Now, uh, for some of my listeners, just explain, you know, what has this kid line with Philip Heedle, Al, uh, Alexis Lafreniere, and, and I forgot who the last one is, um, uh, Akako. Uh, what has they meant? What has ha- what have they meant to this Rangers team all season long? And what could we expect uh, as this series progresses? Because you know, we it's all about can they handle the moment. 
Yeah, no, they've been absolutely huge, just adding more depth to the team and uh, just really rising to the occasion. I would say all three of them playing the best hockey that they've ever played, you know, in their NHL careers. And now, granted, Alexi Lafreniere is only in his second year. Kako is only in his third year. But there's something about this playoff atmosphere that just seems to be bringing the best out of all of them. And, you know, Locked on Rainier fans are going to have to bear with me for a second because this is something that I've talked about a lot on my show uh, going back to even the start of the season. But, you know, the Rangers, they get off to a pretty good start this season. They have their critics. They have people that are skeptical. Is this team really that good? You know how it goes on and on and on. A lot of doubters uh, when it comes to the New York Rangers. But the one thing that I've been saying repeatedly on Locked on Rangers is that when they truly become dangerous and when they truly become capable of making a deep playoff run as they already have, and when they're on the verge of joining the elite teams in this league is when those three players start to reach their potential. Because, of course, Lafreniere, number one overall pick two years ago, Kako, the uh, number two pick three years ago, and Filipino, I believe he went like 21 overall about mm. five years ago. But all three of those players, man, they, they've been teasing you for a couple of seasons because they show you these flashes. And it's like, man, this guy, he's so good. He, he could really uh, be a difference maker if he reaches that next level. And I've been saying if we get one or two of them to reach that next level and, and to play up to their abilities, the Rangers become dangerous. The fact that all three of them are doing it, I think you're seeing the result of it right now. And uh, it's been great, man. You know, they early in the Pittsburgh series, a lot of the Rangers star players were really scuffling and that line really stepped up big. So cannot say enough about the job that they've done. And Philip Heedle, honestly, man, I, I think the, the less time he has to think about his, the shot that he's about to take, the better off he is because his shot accuracy had really been an issue for the first couple seasons of his NHL career. And when he gets the puck and he just lets it fly, he's he can be a sniper. And I think you saw that in this game here tonight for sure. Yeah, 100%. He was picking all the corners tonight. Uh, really, really was making Vasilevsky on, on a couple of those goals look like an average goaltender, which is not something my listeners know that we say often or at all on Locked on Lightning. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it's so important, and you saw it in this game, especially with that kid line, You know how important it is to field three four complete lines uh my 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 listeners and my watchers have already known how it was the last couple of seasons how big and, and everybody talks about this and this will be the story with the tampa bay lightning for the next 20 or so years that the line between coleman Goodrow, and 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 um and gord and and really i think that this third line you know i think given that comparison i think the third line that they're fielding out now with colton paul and and Hagel, I, I think those guys have done a fantastic job. Now you can't obviously replicate to a T what those guys did over the last two seasons. But I, I, I think that Nick Paul, I think he has done a fantastic job with this team uh, since coming over from from the Senators. And, and Brandon Hagel uh, getting in the face of Ryan Reeves tonight, which was very questionable given his recent injury issues. Uh, kind of a questionable decision, uh, especially if if you're someone that value life and your safety. Uh, but I, I think that we're going to see a lot more at this team, as well as from Ross Colton, who you started to see a little bit more at him as the game went on. Uh, but one guy that I, I, I that really needs to turn it on is, is Andre Pollard. He did have a goal in this game, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's, so, it, it's so hot and cold with this guy. Uh, and and it's, it goes to what you had your issues with with Phil Deal, uh just shot accuracy and, and it's about him. I mean, he 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 plays fantastic. But their games, 
uh, John, when when you 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 see him score, and then there's other games you you kind of almost wonder, wait, Andre Plot score tonight? But it was good to see him kind of get off to a good start in this series. But I think really, you know, when you look at because you mentioned it before, when you look at the firepower of this Lightning team, it's almost a little bit concerning that we're talking about the first goal of the game coming from Tampa was Andre Plot. You know, when you have the Kucherovs, you have the Stamkoses, even the Heads, and and we'll talk about the 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 Dior in just a little bit because that was. I was losing my mind. I don't know if you noticed it, but really that that decor on the Lightning really need to get things going on the offensive side of things. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, uh, you know, start to take some chances a little bit later in the game at the very least because, I mean, by that point, you're down 4-2, to two, you're down 5-2, to two, it's getting into yeah. the third period, and you figure, I mean, at that point, you got nothing to lose. You might as well jump up into the rush, and, you know, I mean, if you give up an odd man rush the other way, then so be it. I mean, yeah. you're probably going to lose the game e- either way, so you got to take some chances. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, Adam, you, you glossed over, uh, we, we talked very briefly about uh, Braden Point a second ago, and I wanted yeah. to just ask you about him because I've been saying for the last couple of years, like, I realize Tampa, they've got superstars up and down this lineup, just an incredible team. Braden Point, as a fan of the opposing team, scares me more than anybody on that Tampa roster. And he's he's going to be out, and it sounds like, you know, John Cooper, I, I guess, mentioned that he thinks he's pretty much out for this series, although I, I think he was skating a little bit earlier yeah. in the day. So uh, just your thoughts on uh, the, the loss of Braden Point, and are you at all hopeful that maybe he gets back for like a game six, a game seven in this one? You know, there, there's still uh, very, very much unknown about what the, the exact nature of his injury is. All we know right now, it's a lower body injury. We're hoping it's not anything having to do with his hips, given the issues that he had a couple of years ago getting surgery. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. But the likelihood of him coming back in this series, I, I think on, if you're going to grade it one out of 10, I think it's I think you're being generous if it's a one at this point. I think wow. what we saw in that 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 little uh, that pre-practice or or what do you want to call it? Just that skate around that we saw this morning, him skating around uh, even before the video later on emerged of him falling and kind of getting up very gingerly. You just saw uh, and, and you and I both know we're watching hockey as much as we do. You know when a guy is is really going at a, at 100, and you know when a guy could barely go at 20. And really, that's what it was with Point. I mean, it, he was skating around. He was doing all the things he was doing. But there was, I think the effort level was maybe at a 15, if I'm even going to give it that generous of a number. I, there's something that's going on with him. It's clearly affecting his ability to do even basic stuff. Uh, when it comes to skating, you saw it in that clip of him falling into the boards, just his his lower half of his body just given out. Uh, so, you know, what happened in that Leaf series, um, you know, really messed him up towards the end. I mean, if I don't know if you saw the hit, but it was not a good hit along the sideboards. Uh, but yeah, his his ability, I mean, especially in the playoffs, 38 career goals already in the playoffs uh, and what he has done for this team he has meant to this team over the last two runs is you can't quantify it uh, his ability i mean there's very few players in this league maybe you know other than Nikita kucherov who could change the game on a dime and Braden point has that ability and and he brings such a level of of dynamic play to the lightning that you know you figured would stay and Kucherov and Hedman, you know, how much better can this team get? And then you add a guy like 21 in there. So, yeah, they're gonna, they're definitely going to miss him. They're definitely going to miss that aspect of his game, the talent that he brings, the effort level and the energy that he brings to every shift. And, and they're just going to have to work their way around it. I mean, we saw it back in 2020 in the bubble, missing Stamkos. He only played five minutes that entire run. 
and they still managed to make their way to the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, they, they have that mentality, next man up, and and they definitely have the depth and, and, and have shown that they definitely step up to the challenge. For sure, man. And uh, I figure, you know, we'll uh, continue breaking down this game, maybe even look ahead to game two, talk some other uh, storylines already kind of swirling regarding this series here. But first, Adam, we yeah. got to let everybody know about betonline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And uh, Adam, you know, one other player that I got to ask you about, partially because he was nice enough to join you on an off-season episode of Locked on Tampa Bay Lightning. That was a great interview, by the way, is uh, Corey Perry. You know, he's, he's had a nice uh, playoff run for himself here, has kind of added some depth to this team. And it's funny because, you know, he's, he's a veteran at this point in his career. And, you know, I, I kind of tend to think of him now as just kind of like the agitator and, you know, that guy that just kind of gets under your skin. But he's showing, man, he, he can still contribute offensively. So, I mean, what, what are you seeing from your, uh, your pal Corey Perry there? Well, first of all, I don't know if you've you've heard, caught wind of this, but uh, I have to thank my listeners. Uh, really, they they started. I have been joking all season long that with with not only Corey, but I also had Ross Colton on a week or so prior or before or whatever, and and they have had both fantastic seasons. And and I've been joking all season long that you know that that them being on the show, there might be some sort of connection there as to the level of their performance. And my listeners have affectionately referred to it as the locked on lift and it's starting to really catch on. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, Corey Perry, I mean, what can you say about the player that you're bringing in? I, I think for what you got in free agency, the lightning did a fantastic job. I think it was a no brainer. Uh, him also having that teammate experience with Pat Maroon and Anaheim, as well as playing on team Canada, with with Steven Stamkos in the past, so you do have those relations and that familiarity there. Uh, but I mean, two time Stan, uh, two, uh, two two time gold medal winner, uh, one time Stanley Cup champion, former Richard Trophy winner. I mean, the the resume goes on as to how incredible of a career this guy has had, and he's still not done. You saw it this year; he had a little bit of a of of a resurgence, uh, and I think it really comes down to is that putting him on that fourth line with Maroon and Belmar has really done him wonders where he doesn't feel like he needs to do too much out there to be successful. He's got a great blue line out there on, on any given night, whether it be Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, uh, Ruda, Bogosian, the list goes on foot. Uh, and then you have one of the best goaltenders in the world behind you on the way in the back end. So I think really what it comes down to is that he's just going out there and having fun, John. And, and I think that's yeah. what you've seen out of him. And all he needs to do is go out there, uh, throw his weight around when he really needs to because listen he doesn't have to go out there and fight we've seen him fight a couple of times this year surprisingly but when you have guys like Belmar especially guys like Pat Maroon uh, you don't need to go out there and fight uh, and he's gone out there and he scored goals and and he's played a fantastic uh, play, fantastic year thus far and he's really been one of the the, the leaders out there and I mean it, it would be great to get him uh, another Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of at the point in his career where, to your point, Adam, he doesn't really need to be the guy anymore. You yeah. know, just go out there and do the little things that he does so well and uh, just make a positive impact on the game. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, you know, you mentioned fighting. We had a little bit of a dust-up at the end of this game here. They pretty much, you know, a five-on-five pushing and shoving contest. Yeah. But just just any thoughts on that? You know, temperatures kind of rising. Do we see this kind of carry over into game two? Just any, any thoughts at all on, on that whole thing? Well, John, I, I've never seen any really use, in, uh, in especially when the score is kind of what it was at the end of the game. I mean, I, I've never really seen any use in, in kind of those late game theatrics where, you know, it, it's, you know, what, what good are you doing yourself other than risking possible injury? Um, I mean, you know fully well a couple of years ago between your guys and the Caps, the whole Tom Wilson incident. So you never want it to escalate to something like that. But, I mean, it... I, I would have liked to have seen the Lightning show that kind of intensity in terms of that physical part early on. Uh, like I stated earlier in the show, I thought the Rangers did a very good job of coming out of the gates and just trying to punch the Lightning in the draw very quick and just say, hey, welcome to Broadway. Uh, and, and I would have liked to have seen the Lightning kind of swing their body weight back in such a way. There was there was little moments throughout the game where you saw it uh, from Hagel. Uh, there was a couple of hits here and there throughout the course of the game, but I think that really eventually led to what we saw at the end of the game. But I think there'll be some carryover. I think Pat Maroon is definitely not done with Ryan Reeves, given that their 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 tilt was broken up before it really ever started. So I think Pat Maroon is going to hold on to the receipt, whether we see it in game two or maybe later on in the series. We'll definitely see those two guys come together once again. Yeah, I think so, too. And to your point, you know, you mentioned that, you know, if, if you start a bunch of stuff at the end of the game, it's kind of a lopsided score. There's a chance, you know, you could risk injury or something along those lines. And yeah. uh, I'll do you one better. You can also kind of risk lighting a fire under your opponent because yeah. I don't know if you got to, a chance to see game three between the Rangers and Canes, but Rangers won that game. They had it pretty well in hand at the end. And, uh, you know, Max Domi is cross-checking Ryan Lindgren after the play for for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And then you've got Tony D'Angelo you know, doing Tony D'Angelo things and yelling at Gerard Gallant. And I'm th- I am said in my episode, I said that was a huge mistake by the Canes because all you're doing is lighting a fire under this team that, you know, just got a big win. You know, you're still up 2-1 in the series. Just skate off the rink and come back and get them in game four. So yeah. I'm with you, man. I think sometimes uh, that kind of stuff can backfire, at least yeah. on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think uh, you, you brought up a great point, lighting a fire, because uh, two years ago, right before the trade deadline, before the Lightning picked up Barkley, Goodrow, and Blake Coleman, uh, they were heavily criticized for 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 saying that they weren't a, a, a hard-nosed team, a gritty team. Some people even went a step further and called this Lightning team soft. And ever since then, you could see with this group, they take it personally. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some there, there was a talk in the locker room afterwards or even in the morning skate tomorrow or Friday that they're going to come out and, and, and you're going to see a very intense five, 10 minutes in that first period, because this lightning team, I think the other, the other thing other than winning cups that they're passionate about is showing that they're the tougher team on the ice. So, I mean, I, I would expect fireworks uh, Friday night. I think so too. And I think when you look at not just this series, but a lot of different Stanley cup playoff series over the years, I feel yeah. like, you know, game one, a lot of times a little bit of a feeling out process. I mean, it's still intense and you know, those guys are out there skating hard and all that, but a little bit of a feeling out process. And then, you know, the series starts to kind of take on an identity. Yeah. And then game two is when, when you kind of get the fisticuffs because, you know, 
you know, game seven, people aren't going to be fighting or risk taking a penalty. It's just too important. The stage yeah. is too big. But I think like early in the series after game one, you know, maybe games two and three is when uh, when the physicality tends to pick up a little bit and the extracurriculars tend to pick up a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, one other thing I got to ask you about Ryan McDonough, because obviously former Ranger, he's got the two cups there in Tampa now. Uh, I was really happy for him after the first cup that he won there. A little bittersweet, but uh, how's he holding up, man? You know, is he still uh, as solid as a rock as he ever has been? Or, or, you know, how's he been doing for you guys? You know, I I think I always say to people and uh, Ranger fans, they ask, how's Ryan McDonough doing? I say, I think leaving New York and getting away from that John Tortorella style of of just diving in front of anything that comes your way was probably one of the best things that could have ever happened to him. He still blocks shots, uh, something that people love him for. We saw it a ton in that that Panthers series, something that really frustrated Florida and really hindered their offensive production. Uh, But the thing that has really surprised me, especially um, at times during the year, and he doesn't do it often. He's not going to, obviously we're not talking about Bobby Orr or, or Cal McCarr type of numbers out there, but Ryan McDonough has really, really shown that at times when he's very assertive in the offensive zone, he could put a, a couple in the back of the net. And that's something that is very surprised given his history. And, and yeah, as long as he's healthy, I mean, we'll still get the block shots out of him, but uh, when he starts to get a feel for the game and you might see it a couple of times here, because there might be a little bit of a, you know, an extra incentive here to play extra well for him other than a family uh, Stanley cup, because, you know, going up against your, your former team, anytime, there's definitely that little bit of fire underneath you, but yeah, uh, his ability to, to, to put the puck in the back of the net and, and play alongside, uh, premier defenders like 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 Victor Hedman and, and guys even who are still up and coming like Mikhail Sergachev. Uh he's shown that you know he's no slouch when it comes to scoring goals. Uh, what what you know it, it's now that we've spoken about what we've seen. Uh, you know we're we're almost we're about we have like a minute left in the episode, but now that we've what we've seen from this game, what what is the prediction for next game? Where where are you seeing uh, game two? We've spoken about the explosiveness, but uh, I. As at least for me, and maybe I'm a little biased in saying this, I think we're going to see a tight nose game in game two. I think we're going to see a lot of physicality on. I don't think we see a goal till the second period. I think you're going to start to see Vasilevsky really settle down. I think you're going to see the Rangers kind of uh, start to realize that they can't do some things here and there that they got away with in game one. Uh, where are you seeing this game going? Yeah, I think it tightens up a little bit, and I think we get kind of uh, you know the goaltending duel duel that uh, you know a lot of Ranger or a lot of hockey fans in general were expecting that we would get. Uh, I think I like your prediction that we might get a scoreless first period. It might take a while for somebody to uh, you know kind of crack the code of uh, the opposing goalie, but yeah, I mean I think it's going to be tight, and uh, I think that you know it, the final score could be something as low as two to one. Yeah, and coming into this series, I. I mean, I can't pick against the Rangers at this point, so I said Rangers in seven. But yeah. given Tampa's ability to bounce back and, and you know just kind of tighten things up really quick, I could see them getting like a maybe like a two to one, three to two type win uh, in game two here. So I, I think again, it's just going to be a battle, and you know Tampa sort of almost holds serve in a way that the, just yeah. the way that they always just kind of bounce back from these these defeats. So uh, how about you, man? What do you got for this one coming up? Any any thoughts on anything? Yeah, I, I think we could see probably a 2-1 game, maybe maybe a 3-1 game, 3-2, depending on a, a cheap goal at the end or a, a pulled, you know, an empty net here and there. 
you know, even though we it didn't look so pretty in game one for the Lightning, uh, I'm still going to say this to my listeners because some of them uh, remember from last year's while we were still waiting around. Uh, and I even said this on, on, on Twitter is, and I'll even say it to your fans and your listeners. And if you guys have a problem with it, go ahead and tweet to me on Twitter. I'd love to hear from all of you. <laughs> uh, I still believe lightning in five, you know, I, I still think this, this team's ability and no disrespect to the Rangers, very talented team, but I think what it comes down to, and you're going to see it as the series goes on, uh, it comes down to experience. Uh, you know, you're, you're, the Rangers are going to be one of those teams that are going to be in the thick of it for years to come. Uh, but I, I still think in terms of experience, I still think, especially with that kid line as, as talented as they are and as dangerous they are, I think when you get down to the nitty gritty parts of this game and in this series, uh, you're going to see veteranship guys like Stamkos Hedman really take control of the game. And, and you're going to see, uh, I think the lightning are going to turn it around real quick and, and make short work of your guys in the next couple of games. Fair enough, man. I, I don't see it shaking out that way, though. I mean, yeah. I just feel like you know, the, the Rangers all season, man, they're at their best when their backs are against the wall. And anytime they have, you know, a, a rough performance, an ugly performance, whatever it yeah. might be, that's when they come back and they're at their absolute best in the following game. So I could see Tampa winning game two. And if that happens, I think the Rangers go into Tampa and they win game three where, uh, you know, one, one more thing I'll ask you about real yeah. quick. Are you at all? worried about uh, a ranger fan invasion of you know tampa's arena there because we kind of saw that in uh, game seven against carolina there i'm not worried about it uh yeah. amelie uh you know lightning fans are are fantastic amelie is going to be an absolute jungle in game three i'm not worried about that but i wouldn't be surprised given the amount of new york transplants that live in in the tampa area so i mean if 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 ranger fans whether you're already down there and you're listening to this or, or you're up in new york and you're you're looking to get away for the weekend come have fun uh tampa has a lot of sights to see but you're not going to be in a good mood after game three especially uh <laughs> with with this this rat ruckus crowd so you know it's going to be interesting to see how the series shapes up i mean i i you know given the the i would say almost lackluster uh length of the series uh that we had with the with the panthers i would i would love you know i i did say f uh, in five but i wouldn't be that upset if it goes to six or even seven um but we'll have to wait and see and, and i'm sure we'll we'll get together a couple more times before the series ends and and why don't you tell my listeners where they could find your show yeah for sure so uh you can find locked on new york rangers anywhere that you're listening to this or watching this and uh you've got the uh twitter handle of the show which is at lo underscore ny underscore rangers and then there's my personal Twitter as well, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. But for those not watching on YouTube, it's at jchick17. And how about you, Adam? Where can everybody uh, find you on Twitter to, to tweet at you and tell you how wrong you are about the uh, Lightning? <laughs> uh, you could you, you could find me at dankydank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. You could follow the show at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter. Give us a follow on our Instagram at LockedOn underscore Lightning. Uh, subscribe to the pod on YouTube as well. We just had a great episode that's blowing up over a thousand views. Where does Andre Vasilevsky rank on the Mount Rushmore of goalies all time at this point in his career? Uh, love some of the comments I've been getting from some of you, but I'm sure I'll even love more of the comments that I get from Ranger fans, especially in the coming days. Yeah, sounds good, man. And and to your point, yes, I would absolutely love to uh, do this again, have another crossover edition, pregame, postgame, whatever it might be at some point before this series is over. So, uh, yeah, man, pleasure as always. And uh, yep. Ranger fans, Lightning fans, we'll see you guys next time.